Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Yeah, we're recording. Are we? Yes. Okay. Indeed. Yeah. We, we he does his. We, we we need a little kind of. He's got his welcome, welcome, welcome. And yes, we yeah. need our own little kind of. Yeah, we don't. It's a bit random, isn't it? At the yeah. moment, there's no, there's no structure. No. <laughs> Who'd have thought that there was no structure to oh, how no. we start? We're really together, guys. We're, we're, really we're forward-thinking planners. Yeah. All right, anyway, I hope you're all right. How are you, Chris? Really good, mate. You've literally asked me that for the last intro. Nothing's changed. I've been sat here in front of you for the last hour. So, yeah, exactly the same. Am I supposed to act like... This it's is all a, smoke is a and new... mirrors, this. It's oh, all yes. smoke and yeah, mirrors. So, I'm great, thanks, mate. Yeah, I'm really... I'm Stop saying thanks, mate, because you sound proper nicey and smashy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, right, who have we got today, Chris? We've got... Ed Scrine. Um, that's it, that's it. Ed um, Scrine, man, this was wicked. It was, um, obviously, Ed's famous for being in Deadpool and Game of Thrones. Yeah. And he's a movie star. and he, Actual movie star, man. And we didn't have to go to um, London. Normally, we have to go to London to interview lots of the, yeah. the, the, the famous types. And yeah, yeah. He got on his motorbike and, and come out to the within, didn't he? flew down here, and down to Grays, yeah. What, and what, he was a dude, wasn't he? Yeah, he was, really cool guy. Um, I must say, that's kind of, when you're meeting an actor, from he's done some really big movies, um, you know, you're like, what, what are you going to expect and whatnot? And he's just um, just on the level and uh, comes from sort of uh, East London, he's a got a lot of common sort of uh, stories and whatnot, so yeah, it's really cool he, to get him on. Yeah, I, I'm, you're in for a treat. You really are. He's, yeah. he's, he's, he, he talks brilliantly, yeah. and, and, and he's on the level, and he's he's interesting, and um, he's got a cool story, and his top five's bizarre and brilliant. Very niche, yeah. um, which was excellent. And, and we encouraged that, And he that, did his work. He put some work in on this as yeah. well. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, right, let's it. get some, let's get the shouts out a bit. Done, yeah. Um, Shout out today, mate. Uh, Distraction Pieces Network, uh, our sponsor. Yes, um, Scroobius Pips got his own podcast, obviously, um, which launched all which launched all of this, uh, the Distraction Pieces podcast. Yep. And he always has uh, fantastic guests on there. I don't think there's a harder working person really in podcasting than our than our mate Scroob. Really, is there? I think we've spoken enough about him now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's that. Um, done. Yeah. He's got other podcasts on the network. Jafar has other podcasts on the network. <laughs> <laughs> <That is> correct. <laughs> um, 
stop and search with Jason Reed. Why do we always do no, that? I like it's it like, now. I'm going to make it our thing. I'm going to make it our Jason, thing. Jason, sorry, we sort of like say your podcast. Say why to drugs duo with Doctor Susie Gage. Yeah, um, Tuesday Night Duo with Jim Smallman and Hardcore Listy with. Dr. Phil Gill and Stu. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Chris and Stu. Oh, I'll, I'll stop, I'll stop giving myself names. Um, and Reggie Frebbles. Let's get a shout out to Reggie Frebbles, yeah, um, which label. is our, our clothes label. And also and, our club nights, man. Um, we have some club nights yeah, we yeah, do. Yeah, audio uh, we, file, which is Miss Coolie, Coolie G. G. Yeah, yeah, which uh, is the shit. We've, had, we've done about four or five of those now. At the book club in yeah, Shoreditch. And they've been going off. She's always got massive guests, so you pay... Four pound advance ticket or five pound on the door, but you're gonna get, you know, you're gonna Big get names. ten, ten, twenty quid's worth of a ticket yeah. there. Yeah. So it's she's she's grinding and getting loads of wicked acts. Come on. And the night we do with uh, Pip, um, yeah. we are lizards uh, yeah. again at the book club in Shoreditch, and needless to say, Pip is super connected, isn't he? So we yeah. always get amazing guests down there. Um, yeah. And yeah, it's a good it's a good place to come and and come if you like Pip, then come and. Get your photo taken with Pip, which is always good. He's always there and he's, he's happy to chat to everyone. I'll, I'll gladly oblige and, and take um, the photo. And Chris will be generally caught loitering around the, the, the women's toilets, um, <laughs> being moved along by security. Hey. Um, please subscribe. Um, that way um, these uh, podcasts just pop up um, in your uh, in your little inbox, in your iTunes or or mm-hmm. listen to it via Acast. Yeah. Um, if you've not got a, an iPhone and you, you're not into your iTunes. Um, and um, follow us on social media. There is a hardcore listing Facebook page. Um, mm-hmm. We put lots of content on there. There is now a YouTube channel for hardcore listing, which we're going to put some stupid videos of Chris being a dick and stuff like that. Um, I don't think there's any of those. There's either. a whole world of that. Um, <laughs> and Twitter at Reggie Frebbles or at Stewithin or at Distraction Pieces. And yes. the same for Instagram as well. All of them ones you can find on there. Um, yeah, we're, we're, we're always um, we're, we're bored and lonely. And so we, we love to chat. Talk to um, us. I'm sick of having to phone random numbers at the phone book and yeah. hoping a conversation start. It, it so <laughs> start one with us on Twitter, please. Please. <laughs> Be our friends. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Chris and Stu present our core listing, the podcast. Right. Okay. Yeah, we're recording. So. All right, Chris. Alright, dude, how are you going? Yeah, I'm alright. Yeah? Right. yeah, not too bad. Yeah, looking forward to this one. Yes, very much so. Um, so, yeah, how are you going, Ed? I'm very good, mate. I'm very good. How are you? Yeah, good, mate. I was uh, looking forward to this very much so when you picked uh, and you said you'd come on. I think you've picked a really good one. Well, we've, we've never met, have we? Like, we haven't met, no. And so this kind of come about because of Pip being a mutual friend. Exactly, yeah. And you've done Pips, haven't you? Exactly, I've done Pips, and then and we, were, we were hanging out. Uh, a week or so ago and he was telling me about this I said oh I fucking love that because I used to I've always made lists yeah. and always <laughs> like me and my brother would just sit on holidays and stuff my dad would go shut up we'll talk about some look how beautiful the scenery is and we'd just be there going who do you think are the best five strikers in the world and like what's your favourite and it's like yeah it's always always been um, about lists and favourite things and so yeah was, I think this is a great Premise for a podcast. Oh, I'm happy to be here, mate. That's thanks exactly, very thanks much. very much, mate. But that, that was exactly what we thought, wasn't it? It was yeah, just like yeah. constantly make. I've always made yeah. really geeky lists, and like whenever I see like 
a magazine and I see on the front cover it's just like top hundred like albums of all time. I just think I'll buy that. Yeah. And like and I'll just like no, Just that, so you can disagree. And, like, and and just to wind myself up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. But I'll, I'll, let's hopefully not wind ourselves up about uh, your list tonight. No, <laughs> maybe wind each other up. <laughs> yeah. So what, what, what are you choosing, Ed? Well, it was difficult. The first, that was the thing I said to people as well. I was like, I want to do it, but fuck, what do I choose? Because it's like, you know what I mean? But I, I wanted to, first of all, go with something that was very personal to me because I hate it when people just waffle on or, you know, yeah. open their mouth about things being fucking personal. Mm-hmm. And um, so I, it, I went for top five emotional but thugged out hip hop records. Love it. I, I love specifics. That's what's good. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, yeah. we're not going to get too many people go straight in for that. Do you know what I mean? Like, we've had to. It'd like, be cool really... if you did, though. Yeah. I'd love to see someone come in and go, you know what? I'm thinking of that. Go, yeah, great. Can you imagine if you said that, Ed? And I was like, mate, I've had about 100 people come at me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, so, yeah. Oh, yeah, another one who wants to do emotional fucking fuck that is But I've always, like, on, on, on every album, my my pals who really know me will always say, "Oh, you're gonna like this one," or check track nine or whatever, because I always like the the tracks where they get a little bit deep in inverted commas, you know, where they get emotional and get a little bit yeah. get honest. Yeah, do you know what I mean? I always always love them and the type of beats when they just when they're poignant. So it's lyrically beats. and musically, a hundred percent. It has yeah, to be. Yeah, well, it's yeah, it's yeah. always the finished article. It's like food or or, or anything. It's got to be. You know, presentation is part of it. You know what I mean? Um... And, you know, I was thinking about it. I've been thinking about it a lot this last, like, week or so. And trying to think why this is interesting to me, you know, and why this yeah. is, like, uh, such a personal thing. And I, I thought about it, and I thought about the fact that hip-hop has such a warped view on masculinity. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's so much bravado and showing off, which is part of it, which is obviously part of the reason I fell in love with it. But... It's just not accurate. It's not an accurate representation of us. And there's a lot of the time it doesn't feel relatable, you know, especially when you're growing up white kid in fucking North London and like, you know, your favourite records are just people talking about the Harlem and, you know, Crenshaw or wherever. And, um, you know, you love it, but you can't really relate. Now, when you hear anyone open up, you can relate. And and, and so, you know, I think it's, 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 it's also funny to see people who are normally like talking about, I'll shoot you, I'll yeah. do this, yeah. I'll beat the fit. And for them going like, Mama, you kicked me out of the house. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And all this stuff, it's like, it's so, it's so interesting to yeah. see that shit. I suppose it's like Raging Bull, you know what I mean? Raging Bull, the reason why Raging Bull, I felt was so good is because we saw him get fat. Yeah, yeah. And we saw yeah, him yeah. get shit. Yeah, and we saw yeah. him lose his mind with jealousy and all of this stuff. And so I think to show chinks in the armour and to show some emotional... Uh, to, that you're emotionally literate for me, as well as being top thug, top player, top yeah, gangster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, this is fucking great. You've got yeah, the whole package. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah, because you can. I think with a lot of hip hop, like you say, there can be, and that is a big part of hip hop culture is the braggadocio, braggadocio, and, and sort of boasting and whatnot. Mm. And that's always going to be fun and, and listen to people, you know, cuss or whatever each other and battle raps. But that's one side of it. Do you know what I mean? So when you hear the sort of more emotional side of it. It's cool, it's a, it's a different sort of, um, you get something extra out of it, I think. Yeah, well, this, this ain't going to bring any spoilers to Ed's list, I'm sure, but uh, I know when I when I was really young, obviously I'm a lot older than you, Stu, like... Um, You're 63. 
about 64 in about two weeks. Well, you yeah. talk, call right. her cat a DJ, mate. <laughs> <laughs> so I was at this block party, right? And, uh, <laughs> cool works from home, right? But I remember like hearing, like getting this, it was a Def Jam compilation, and uh, it must have, I must have been 12, and it had I'm Bad by Little Cool J on it. Yeah. It's the first time I've ever heard it on Cool J, and like, and it was just bravado. It was just <laughs> full on, like he was just the baddest man on the planet. Yeah. And I've never seen him. And then uh, the first time I see him it was on top of the pop something like that, doing I Need Love. Yeah. Like with like a girl on a bed, mm. and like, and he was just like, it was just completely. He, he had the red Kango on, and he looked mm. fucking great. But it was like, oh man, like what's what's that all about? And it was just like completely different from what. Arrived in my head yeah, just through because yeah. we didn't have MTV. Because when you heard like his voice, then. you thought you looked like Ed Sheeran, didn't you? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fresh tune, Arlie. Yeah, love. yeah, yeah. It's great Proper. Tune. But I think I think that that again that shows like the, the the complete article. You know, when you see someone like that, and um, you know, it's also about honesty. If we're honest, mm. right about hip hop, is so much of it is just dishonest. And absolute fucking bollocks. That yeah, sounds great, and it's rhymed together perfectly. And you know, I'm saying this to someone with hip hop's the love of my life, but um, it's bollocks. There's people lying all the fucking time. Mm, yeah. Do you know what I mean? If he was that much of a gangster, if he was fucking that many women, your dick would have fallen off. You'd have got AIDS by now. You'd be pissing fire. Do you know what I mean? Or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but to see that, to to see that, you know, to, for people to open up and show honesty, kind of, you know, sim. Recently, you know, the way Kendrick Lamar has spoken about his kind of um, almost like post-traumatic stress disorder, you know, getting out of the his situation in, 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 in um, South Central or whatever yeah. and, and, you know, being in a, in a five-star hotel room screaming, pulling his hair out. That t- it takes balls yeah. to do that and he's a proper poet for oh, being yeah. able to it, do that. That's what I was thinking when I was going over this the last week, that actually... It takes more balls to be like that than yes. it does to just say the same old shit, you know. Yeah. The, the hardest things in life are the things where you're being honest, right? Mm. Whether or not it's to yourself, to your close friends or family. That takes much more guts than re-churning out the same things. I used to go to like um, like a radio station where people were DJing. We used to have like MCs it's when Grime sort of started. Mm. And some of the MCs were coming, little kids, and they'd be going, where's your gap? Where it, where's it at? And like it sounded pretty good. But then like the other MCs like off the mic are going, mate, what are you going on about? Yeah. You know, like you you've never seen a gun in your life. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, it's a bit it's a bit false. And there is there is a large part of that I think in hip hop, even in the 100%. records, the 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 jewels, the diamonds. Yeah, it well, does it does add a different level to it. You know, I used to think that, and you know, as a club promoter, you must have seen it over the years and that if you've booked hip hop artists and that, but there's so many hip hop artists that are so lovely. And endearing and intelligent and sweet yeah. and family men and all that. And then they rap and they're talking all this fucking madness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> think, hang on a minute. Yeah. The rapping is, the art form is in the, you know, putting the lyrics together, is in, you know, the delivery, is in, in, in the tone in your voice. Yeah. You know, the, the content. It, it, it's not, it doesn't need to be dumb shit. It doesn't no. need to be ignorant shit. But like a lot of stuff, we've built ourselves up into this cycle of this smoky mirror where we can't see reality for what it is, and we're just talking a whole bag of shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and, and you know, when you look back in hindsight in the 90s, um, the golden era, and, and, and after that, you just think, 
Well, clearly the record labels were pushing the ignorant shit. Yeah, and it course. worked for their agenda. Definitely, you know? because then, it was making money, wasn't yeah. it? And it started going more and more that way. Yeah, and even politically, you know, when you talk about like, you know, without getting too deep, but like mm. the, the bastardization of like the you know black race and continuing the yeah. Willie Lynch um, theory and all that stuff, continuing it on like this is tr- truly a continuation of yeah. that to um, you know promote the most ignorant and, and, and violent stuff. It made the the um, you know rappers look like fucking animals. Yeah. You know what I mean? Whereas, as we say, like so many rappers that you meet, are lo- uh, 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 you know, lovely as well. And it's also, you know, it's a, cap- it's a, it's a, 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 a they're products of their environment, and it's a reflection of the environment around. But then that comes to my next point, which is, even in the most fucked up places, you still have love and empathy, and you still have deep shit, and, and even dogs cry, as yeah, we found yeah, out yeah. by this top five. <laughs> so why not fucking talk about it and admit yeah. it? Do you know what I mean? And I think. You know, even carrying on to nowadays, and we, we, you know, in the last like two years and that, we've had all this talk about depression and, you know, men coming out and, and being more open about anxiety and stuff, which is fucking brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's taken, it's 2017, bro. You know what I mean? It's taken too long. Yeah. And this is, this shouldn't be a, 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 a an anomaly deep emotional hip hop no, record. No, it shouldn't no. be. Yeah. You know? yeah. But, but it is. And hopefully we'll see a bit more of that now. Right. I don't nice. know. We'll see. Because Stormzy did that the other day, didn't he? He came out and said about yeah. his yeah, but he didn't, depression. Did he? He, he didn't. Well, he, he spoke to... The, he was, is this the thing you talked about the NME? No, no, that's not to him. Yeah. That's when he went... He was fucking angry with yeah. him, really. Because, no, he did. He did a... He, he, did a, he came out. He was all recorded. He was happy with it, but he wasn't happy with NME sort of... Putting them on the cover. Going, yeah. oh, yeah. talks about depression. Yeah. And he was yeah. like, they've been fucking chasing me for ages that's to come right. on the cover. Yeah. And it is a dick move a by NME. I ain't never liked them since they gave one of my favourite bands a dumb review. I don't think I've read them since about 2001, basically. It's, it's, it's a shocking publication, that. It, it, it really is. It's a shame it was an institution, wasn't it? It, it really was. I'm, I'm cover of it there. Yeah. And, uh, uh, but I, uh, I, I grew up reading it, and, and the writers were fantastic, and it, it just changed. And it and I see it now. It's They give it away free in Topshop, and it's, like, it's just... It's just a pop mag now. There's no good writing in it. It's just... It's a shame. But but on that Stormzy note, listening to his new album, he was very open and he is very honest and I think that's one of the really endearing things about yeah. him. That's that's why he's probably my favourite of the new wave yeah, yeah. of grime MCs or whatever. Um, he's fucking honest and it's great. And even Lady Leisha come out and was talking about her struggles with depression yeah. and all of that. And, you know, I, I think it's important... I think it's important that people are honest, you know, um, and and yeah, it's real, isn't it? It's yeah. just it's, it's just real, you know. People people get down, it happens. Mm. Do you know what I mean? But especially like, like men, like let's say your best mates and that, mm. you know, you sit around and you'll go, oh fuck, you know, like this is it's killing me, and oh, you know, this person's so many ill, or this happened, or this, and you know, life is fucking shit a lot mm. of the time, you know. Um, and you'll have those heart-to-hearts. And that's what's so special yeah, about yeah. these tunes. They yeah. feel like heart-to-heart. Yeah. And I suppose you almost feel closer to your artist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you're oh, having that, sure, mate. that pillow there's talk. A, there's yeah, a couple yeah, that I, mean. I, didn't, I hadn't really heard until you uh, uh, said them to me. Yeah. And so I've had a good old dig around. And yeah, it was fucking wicked. And even smartest that I've listened to a fair bit. But probably my top M, like hip-hop uh, MC for this has probably changed now as a result of yeah. having a listen. Yeah. And it is, you, you sort of like see that perspective and just the quality of how they've written about that story. 
So yeah, man, I'm looking forward to it. I'm what was forward. interesting for me, right, as and spoiler alert, is that there was no Nas on it. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, still, like off Illmatic or something like that. Well, yeah, I mean, Illmatic was kind of more poetic. He got a bit more literal mm. in the later albums, but he never really, you know, he was always honest, but he, he never really got that, mm. got into that really emotional shit, which was a, a surprise to me. And then, you know, I started realising that Jay-Z had a number of songs that were incredibly um, open and honest. I was like, wow, you know? And we talked about the fact, you know, we'll have to come back to do the two-pack top five <laughs> yeah, emotional yeah, fuck yeah, actually, yeah. just alone, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, You know? Because it's crazy. And that, again, like that is, I think, what two-pack reached mass appeal. And I think a big part of that was the fact of he was so open and yeah, he was, and he was yeah. really... He was a sensitive old soul too, back as much mm. as he was, you know, he's nobody's fool. Um, he really was, and I think that probably appealed not only to the thugs, but obviously the girls. And he did mm. have that sort of sight, that R and B sort of like t- like yeah, sentiments in there. Definitely. So that's why I probably because for he, me, he had was, it all. I, I must say, I find the um, the snottiness and the stuck upness about Tupac that we in two thousand and seventeen. I mean, all right, he died twenty one years mm. ago, but I find it. Amazing and unfair. It's like some people get written out of the history books, yeah. or just like you know parodied and all of that. And fucking hell, man, he had some incredible shit, man. Mm. And he was such a, you know, sometimes I go down YouTube rabbit holes of just watching mm. his interviews because yeah. he's yeah. so passionate, he's yeah, so he endearing, was. and he's so emotionally literate yeah. and so articulate. And um, you know, you you watch him and you think, what would he, you know, would he have gone into politics? Would you know? If we're talking about you know gaining power back over the industry and everything, we need more um, producers and executive uh, producers and, and, and CEOs and such. And you know, surely if he if he'd been able to keep his behaviour on he's the straight man for that, wasn't he? Yeah, he, he could have been amazing for that, or even an actor. You know what I mean? Yeah. The amazing work that he did as an actor for me, he's still the best actor rapper that there's ever been. What's your favourite Tupac movie? We should have done, we could do uh, top five rap. <laughs> that would be fucking great, man. Wouldn't that be great? Yeah, man. Yeah. What did you yeah. say? Favourite Tupac favorite movie? Favourite Tupac movie. Fuck, you know, because I, I, I've got a real soft spot for Gridlocked. Yeah, okay. I yeah, really cool. enjoy yeah, it, yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah, the scene no, where he's good. smoking yeah. with Tim Roth and the... Um, <laughs> yeah. being I, love, well, I love Tim Roth as well, man. But I always do that, and we always do that with bouncers and stuff. <laughs> and like, mate, you can't smoke. We go, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And pass it back and forwards in that. And um, but you know, poetic justice with yeah, Janet Jackson, dope. you know, it was so good. Um, oh man, I forgot all about that yeah. film. Yeah, Juice, man, fucking Juice. Juice, Juice is, is my probably one. the best, actually. Juice yeah, is yeah. my one above man. the rim. Yeah, oh gosh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and he, I, I thought he was just a amazing quality. You know, if you talk about all of us humans, you know, as as like a you know chemical that touches a petri dish and, and, and thing, things either happen or they don't. Like, he yeah. was this amazing chemical. Yeah. Any, anything he touched was dynamic and, and phenomenal. His life story was phenomenal. They're actually, the biopic's coming out soon, isn't it? Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think... He looks exactly yeah, like... Yeah, is that... Is, that come, is it the same guys who've done the... Um, and, yeah, yeah. Oh, what is it? Straight Out Compton. Yeah, Straight Out oh, really? one. Because as soon as it I see him in that, I was like, I mean, if they don't do that, yeah, yeah, it'd yeah. be stupid. Because everyone fucking went... Mate, that might as well be that might as well be him. Yeah. Is it him? Yeah, <laughs> did he Did he No, he looks exactly. I mean, yeah. I don't know if he's got chops. If he can act, yeah, yeah. 
But um, he, 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 yeah, he looks exactly like him. Mate, yeah, that was, that's good shit. Yeah, all right, well, what we'll do in regards to all the tunes that you picked, yeah. we'll put up uh, Ed Screen's... Um, Scrines. Scrines. Yeah. Uh, like wine. Yeah. Uh, exactly. You remember that. <laughs> Pip said that. Yeah. Um, yeah. We'll put a Spotify playlist up. Wicked. Um, and we'll we'll put the the the, uh, the address for that in with all the promo we yeah, do when sure. this comes out. Yeah. So, I, think, I think it would be if you guys are happy to. I think it would be nice to include the songs that didn't make it as well. We, yeah, we generally sure. have done that. Like yeah, all yeah, the honourable yeah, mentions, yeah. we 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 I had it right so, out yeah. as well. Especially for this because you know this is almost about a subgenre. Yeah. Yeah. Rather than you know specifics, but yeah, that, no, that's man, great. We'll, we'll bosh it in there. So, yeah. Yeah. We've done that for a few. Yeah. Wicked. Yeah. Cool. Wicked. So shall we start with, what do you want to do? Do you want to, I'm trying to think off the top of my head, did you put them in order? No. I didn't actually, no. And, um, you know, I think what we should do is we should talk about them in no particular order yep. and then we should try and rank them. Cool. Yeah, right. I like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think yeah, that, no, I'm feeling I that. I think as we talk about them, we'll, we'll, we'll be able to work it out. Um, oh God, this, these are such fucking great songs. So the, <laughs> the first one um, is just, that I want to talk about is just a fucking classic, right? I think it would be on a lot of people's top five of the emotional fucked out tunes, and it's by a thug who does get a bit emotional sometimes, <laughs> and that is Mr. DMX, <laughs> who I yeah. love to fit. Oh, man, and yeah. I also go down YouTube rabbit holes of watching oh, DMX. Oh, fucking, I do that as well. Uh, there's Especially some times Christmas. when my mate's like, like, you know, what are you doing tonight? And I'm like, so I'm still sat on YouTube, fucking... <laughs> skitsing out and it will be people like DMX because yeah. there's interviews with him on radio shows that are just that guy is yeah. fascinating like a bit like Tupac in a way that those guys they're non-stop aren't they they're, they're, they're very like passionate yeah. lived life quite but he quite had a fast. massive career hadn't he before he kind of broke yeah right. he was, well yeah who's that X yeah mm. he, he done he done a fair few like he, he, well, yeah. he was rapping a lot before his first proper um, his, his first uh, album came out that you know, just smashed it straight away. He'd, he'd release a few bits. He was picked up by one record label. He released one tune. I can't remember it off the top of my head. And it didn't, it, it didn't really go very mm. well. And he was doing it for about four or five years. Might have been a little longer. Yeah. And then... Like and then, Kendrick, then, innit? Yeah. Yeah. And then he fucking... Then Rough Riders come together. He yeah. was the first man to sign for Rough Riders, I believe. I heard a podcast with um, Swiss Beats. He was actually right, quite right. an interesting chap. Yeah. And um, he was saying the first man they signed to Rough Riders was DMX. I do, wouldn't it? You know what I mean? And I think his first song was like, you know, fucking Wear the Hood Out or some yeah. mad shit. Like, it was fucking amazing. So the song, that, the song obviously, is slipping. Yeah, yeah. You know? And it's like... Nice choice. It's such a fucking... It's such a, a deep song. I mean, DMX actually, out of all, everyone on the list, gets deeper more than other people. He's got a lot of fucking songs that get deep. Yeah. And um, even in his interviews, he, he does really... Take it there and that. He's a very honest geezer. But, um, you know, just like I said, hearing the fragility in his voice and in the stuff that he yeah. was talking about. And, and, you know, he was saying, um, he's saying, I used to have to puff, puff lie just to get by. Um, he said, and he's talking about drinking 40s. Uh, drinking yeah. 40s made me hate something. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It made me want to take something. It's just like, wow, it's amazing. You know, it's, it's so nice. To, to hear other people struggling because I think a lot of the time we feel like especially growing up we feel like, like life is so shit 
And we're so far removed from these amazing rappers. Yeah, man. And we're like, fuck, maybe you lot cry and go through all this shit like we do. Yeah, yeah. And um, and again, the beat, man. The beat on Slipping is just... Was that his beat? I don't know. Yeah, know. I don't know. No. Because he's done a f- he produced quite a fair bit of... Uh, yeah, and he's produced name. a new album for X. Oh, really? Which he says is X's best stuff, but you, you probably would say that. Yeah, but, um, <laughs> but I'm fucking excited. And he debuted a song with, I think it's like Nas, Buster, and someone else. It's some ridiculous banger. He debuted that on, a, on this battle, beat battle we had with... Um, uh, it wasn't just Blaze, it was someone else. But yeah, fucking... I'm I'm super excited about that. Hopefully, he won't do Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. <laughs> You're saying about how great, because like, he, he does sound emotional and and uh, almost downtrodden in bits in slipping, and but he's got a gruff, fucking powerful voice as well, yeah. isn't he? So, like you say, you do you do pick it up, and it is like you say, it is he a mad life, even up to the point when he when he he'd written written that track, and yeah, it's like you know he does the first verse because I was looking at, it, I was reminding yeah. myself of it. And like like first first like second verse is like it didn't get much work better when I got older. He's mm. talking about a rough childhood, and then he just keeps going for it. And uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's it's heart it's kind of heartfelt stuff, but like in DMX's way. And he's saying yeah, he's saying um, uh, well, yeah, I ate something. Couple of forties made me hate something. I did some coke now. I'm ready to take something. Three years later, showing signs of stress. Didn't get my hair cut. I'll give a fuck how I yeah. dressed. I'm possessed by the darker side. <laughs> Living a cruddy life. Shit like this. Oh, it's just too. It, it's, yeah. it's 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 so poetic and and it's so um, honest. And again, you know, we used to just hearing rappers talk about how shiny their fucking clothes are and how yeah. much fucking ice they've got and how much their cars worth. And it's like, you know, for me that just separates me from you as a as an artist because I haven't got that stuff and um, and hearing this just makes me just 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 get closer to him and I, yeah. I think you're right about the voice actually I think that's something that Tupac had as well somehow they could sort of maintain modern standards of masculinity yeah. and they could just say anything yeah. <laughs> do you yeah, know what I mean yeah, us yeah, we'd yeah, be yeah. like yeah. Hey, stop <laughs> <laughs> you'd be like shut the fuck up yeah. you weasel you know what I mean yeah exactly you'd emasculate yourself wouldn't yeah. you oh shut up Chris yeah. don't give me that X and Pat could be like yeah I, my dick ain't got hard for two years <laughs> you know everyone hates me and I rub grannies and shit you'd be like oh man oh shit I'm sorry dude you know what? he's a man still he was like yeah I mean like, he was like that Quite deep and emotional, and but he weren't. He's had so many run-ins with the law. Yeah, like Tupac like, again. Yeah, yeah, he fucking DMX. He jumped in a minute ago. He's been in and out of uh, Nick, but like not for any long periods of time. He's no. had like three months here, three months there. It was all possession, and and there weren't nothing. Animal real. cruelty. That was the one that I never particularly oh, liked. Really? And yeah, he's going on about yeah, yeah, yeah. his dogs all the time, isn't it? But yeah, I, you yeah, know, yeah. We'd probably. All know yeah, people yeah, that yeah. keep dogs mm. and sort of love their dogs, yeah. inverted commas, yeah. but the way they treat them ain't yeah, 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 necessarily yeah. love. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know what that was about, but my, my favourite misdemeanour that he did was uh, uh, when he said, uh, yeah, he, like, he kept it honest in his lyrics. I nearly jumped in and said, yeah, but he didn't always keep it honest because he once uh, impersonated a, 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 a fucking cop. 
to take a car off someone no. for no fucking reason. <laughs> he pretended to be a federal agent. Hold on a sec. Was he dressed in a fucking white vest <laughs> with his trousers <laughs> halfway around his ass with a plump behind his ear? Yeah. Like, dogs. Yo! Door! <laughs> Get <What>? out the door! <laughs> Man, yeah, he did that. So, But he, like, he did that. This guy... He walked the walk, didn't he? You know, and talked the talk. He's still walking. Yeah, exactly. He really is. And but so, he, when you hear him say it, he's not. He's just not. He's just not. He's a fearless dude. Yeah. yeah. So. I've got. A, I've got a feeling, or I really hope that on this new album, he's really fucking honest because he's clearly been through some shit lately, mm. and he's clearly been battling demons, and um, looks. I think substance issues as well. Mm. So it's like it'd be so great for everyone. For him to open up, yeah, and, and on, on those subjects, you know, definitely he's yeah. got he's got the Van Gogh sort of material there to fucking talk about, and he the suffering yeah. and the pain, yeah, yeah, proper. He's he's massive as well. Again, this was I was getting stuck down YouTube. This mm. was a couple of years ago, right? Fucking watching DMX at what was it Woodstock? He's tearing the ass out of Woodstock, man. It's fucking amazing. And that was around the time when, because his first two albums both went gold, and it was the first time a hip hop record had done it. He mm. was fucking massive. He was on fire, man. The next two records did the same. Yeah. People love him, I think everyone mm. does. He's a, he's a real rogue as well. He's yeah, not yeah, like, yeah, he doesn't yeah. have as big a crew as other people. Well, the uh, best gig I've ever seen was DMX. Oh, really? Yeah, it was with Stratford Rex in 2003. Yeah. And it was the most fucking, it was right in the height of his. Of his oh, stuff and, and and you know we that was back when we used to go to all the like, mad Westwood raves at the temple and stuff yeah. and all these crazy fucking things we used to see some mad shit come out and there'd just be police would just be waiting in riot gear really? nothing's even kicked off but they'd yeah. just wait outside and just say just go that way mate we'd be like fucking hell <laughs> you see some mad shit yeah and um the X gig was just amazing man it was fucking like X no one was um doing his ad libs. And back then, you you know, Wu Tang would have thirty people doing their albums, yeah, yeah, yeah. and like you know, all everyone like you know, cannabis would have Pac Man. They'd all have their little guy, Spliff Staff, or Bust or yeah, whatever. Yeah. He had fucking no one, <laughs> and he was just out there sweating his bollocks off with his top off, climb on top of the speakers, giving it and fucking having it. And his delivery was impeccable. You know, he was phenomenal. Absolutely yeah. fucking phenomenal. You know, like I say, best gig I've ever been to. I haven't seen him and I fucking hope he comes back over here then or I'm over in the States at some point because that'd be... I've seen any pop shows for ages. I saw Public Enemy about two years ago and that was about the last time I've seen any of What was that like? Do you know what? It was, yeah, it was, it was brilliant. It was, at, it was at Coco and uh, right. and it it come out like on, online that... Flav couldn't get a visa because he'd been done for something and it was like but <laughs> of course he is like, and it was just like oh, fuck it it's Chuck we're going to see Chuck yeah, and, cool. like, and here is and, and, yeah, and he come out and, and they come on to oh, they come on to Black Steel I think and uh, it was about three songs in I think they played Rebel and you just heard, yeah, <laughs> no. bands from the oh, back of the stage. And it was just like the fucking place where mental was like, and he just was fucking amazing. He was just like, front of the stage, just fucking off his head, dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking yeah, yeah. What a great little PR show. Best one was, I, I um, we spoke on another podcast, but I won a little venue in, in Essex, mm. uh, in and It's predominantly a, a rock club, really, isn't it? Yeah. It's like indie stuff, and, but we've always had an affinity with hip hop, right? And uh, and we have one of the only UK shows when 
Ice T come over for power. Fucking hell, mate. That's mad. Uh, I don't. I didn't even know that. And and he was side of stage, and he sent his then missus out, who was the girl on the cover of mm-hmm. Power, yeah, yeah, yeah. in the bikini. No, and mate. she just she, she come out, out in that. In she that... walked out, stood at the front of the what, stage, mate. and the place was going mental. And like, and Ice was at the side of the stage, just like. Love it. That's my That's one of my favourite record sleeves. That you could do top five hip hop record sleeves. Right, oh, yeah, it's on the other side. Right. Oh, is yeah. it? Yeah, if you run your, if you run <laughs> your, hands, <laughs> let him. your friend told me, yeah. but like it is. It's, it's all like right. It's because uh, the back of it's the same. It's like her ass. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I might be his mate. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 mate. That's wicked. Uh, Pip yeah. met. Uh, Pip was out. Uh, he was in LA when he last couple of weeks ago. And um, he bumped into Evil E, who was Ice's uh, yeah. DJ. But, uh, we, had yeah, few, yeah. we had a few back then. We had Cash Money, amazing, Marvellous. Trying uh, to think who else we had. And then more recently, we, we had De La Soul, and then we had Bambar. We had Bambar with Pip, didn't we? Yeah. Down in Brighton. That was an interesting evening. I weren't even there. Yeah. Oh, no, you weren't there. Yeah, yeah. He was, was, uh, was struggling. He looked like he was, he was getting old, <laughs> Bambar. Really? Yeah, he must yeah. be what? Pushing 50, if not 50. No, he must be must 50. Be more than that. Um, what yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know, yeah. Because I remember when Nas turned 40, and that was a couple of years ago, so he must be fucking... Yeah. He could be 55. Yeah, Mexico's got to be over 40. I think he's got to be 43, yeah. 44. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd say that. It's a cool age to be, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> don't act like that, granddad. <laughs> oh, you're 53 from the fucking... <laughs> was he pop like your first love then, mate? Proper. Proper. Um... Yeah, it's always meant the fucking world to me, man. It's always just been, just resonated, you know? And I think with the arts, you just have to go with what resonates, you know what I mean? And whether it's cool or whether it's the status quo or whatever, and it weren't at the time. No, it fucking weren't, mate. No, so, you know, yeah, it's, yeah, my backpack was just full of cassette tapes back in the day. I still got my Sony Walkman from back oh, then. Do you know what? That That's Walkman, it, did, you, did you get that slim one? You know when they did the slim one? No, I didn't, you know. Mate, no. I got one off the back of a lorry, you know, True Essex style. I fucking love that thing. Yeah. It was so fancy. Yeah. Mate. But you still had to carry like eight. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Still need a fucking backpack for it or whatever, a handbag. <laughs> what, what was it that got you in here? What tunes can you remember? Like, what, what, what was your intro into hip hop? Trying to work out what year it is was. Well, right? my my sister got me um, Gangstar Hard to Earn. Nice. Yeah, and Lab Cab in California. Nice. Oh, so that's like yeah. the most ridiculous thing. But she'd already been listening to uh, like Funk Dubious. Yeah. Yeah. People like that. Um, cool sister. Jesus. Yeah, no, she's, I'd give her a Jews, man. She proper, um, you know. Yeah. It's, it, it, she had fucking great. She has still got great taste, still sends me great music. And then it was like, you know, it's, it's, I'd go to our price back in them days and it was like, you know, I'd even, uh, Cypress Hill, Black Sunday, that yeah, was the first cassette yeah. tape I ever got. Yeah, that was, I, I got a, that was my first cassette yeah. tape was uh, the single release of uh, We Ain't Going Out Like That and the yeah. cassette oh, tape was a fucking it. Whistler packet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And my mum had to get it for me. <laughs> <laughs> Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. 
Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Yeah, and I remember my first vinyl was... um snow informer nice yeah. <laughs> so that's not as cool and um and well, I had, that, that it was cool at the time man Do you know what every now and then that gets drops at the club yeah, doesn't it yeah, you yeah. know what it's still a, it's a, now I'm old enough to not give a shit yeah, yeah. Um, for about 10 years it was like no I'm don't man. touch it yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like comedy but I still got the vinyl and then like yeah and then it was and then it was just all of that stuff you know what I mean it was like I remember when Wu-Tang come out in 96 yeah. it was just like mind blown you know yeah. what I mean and, and you know, obviously Biggie and all that. And then I remember, what would it have been, like 98 or something like that, when I first heard this record called Twilight of the Gods. And that was a, a skits record on his album, Country Man. And he had Rodney P, Skinny Man, Wildflower, and Temper, I think, on it. It was a Nottingham MC. And it was four beats for four MCs. It is fucking no, sick. Mate. And um, and they were rapping in English accents. Fucking skinny man's like, you know, he's from Holloway. He's from the same fucking. I was like, wow. And it just changed. It just changed everything for me. Made everything seem so much more accessible. You know, before that, even watching. Yeah, you know, I was watching Rachel Ball last night, which is why I'm talking about it again. But watching that, some somehow you just think this is so far away from reality. This is so yeah, stylized yeah. and so amazing. Yeah, yeah. Like, how does this? How is it possible to create this? And you know, looking at Black Sunday, yeah, the album cover on 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 um fucking shit, yeah, when I on the cassette when fucking fourteen or whatever, I'm looking, at it, I'm going, how, like that's not a picture and it's not a real graveyard, yeah. How do you do? And yeah. how, who wrote the letters? That cool where it looks like the Grim Reaper's sick or yeah. everything seems so fucking unachievable. And again, you're just this little cunt who's just like not going to achieve anything and 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 all of that. So. Twilight of the Gods was a fucking huge, huge deal. Make it feel within reached you. They were rapping about, um, they were rapping just about English shit. Like Skinny Man was fucking rapping about, you know, running up and down, running, running around, and just you know, shotting and smoking weed and all this (laughs) stuff. And it was just, yeah, it was fucking amazing, man. It is a great record. Yeah, you should check. Mate, I haven't listened to that. No, like I. You know, it's it's interesting that because I guess uh, that makes it that made hip hop feel within reach as well. Because yeah. you sort of like like you say, it's, it's all done over there, and then you see you know people from your ends doing, it and you're like, oh right. 
also um, makes it I more relatable. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Think, oh, yeah. right. Yeah, you yeah. Not actually have gone through the same stuff I've gone through. Mate, I was wrapping shit off ice cubes like Predator lethal injection. I didn't know what the fuck I was going on about when I was at school. Like, I was learning about this massive other culture. Yeah. And all the, all the other kids in school were just like, what are you listening to? What is that shit you're listening to? And yeah, I could, yeah. I, before I even knew really what hits from the bong was yeah. and that, I was rapping it. Of course, mate. He was just singing hits from the bong. He didn't even know he was saying hits, but like, except for, you know, proper. But I, I remember my primary school teacher in year six, he's a lovely fella, Graham Jones. Tried to Google him and find him since, yeah. but there's too many fucking Graham Jones. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Like Graham Jones teacher. You know what I mean? Google <laughs> that and it fucking it's like writing John Smith. And um. He was our year six teacher, right? And he gave me and my brother um, Doggy Style on cassette and uh, Naughty by Nature. Nice. So if you did that now, you would be sacked. To be in all sorts of shit, wouldn't <laughs> you? you would be. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. you know, references to guns, violence, women, drugs. But we didn't understand. All of that went over our head. Well, I'm yeah. an OPP. Yeah, you know me. I'm down with OPP. And it was like, <laughs> we didn't know what OPP yeah, was. And I remember yeah. someone explaining it stands for other people's pussy or whatever. <laughs> yeah. I still didn't understand what yeah. that meant. <laughs> yeah. Even if it meant other people's vagina, yeah. I, st- I don't understand. Yeah, yeah. What yeah. do you mean? Yeah, yeah. I'm down with other people's fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, anyway, but it sounded great and it resonated. So true. And it, it was the beginning of like the creative quest. It was like the, it meant so much to me at the time and was so integral in my introduction to the arts that like it breaks your heart to think that 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 you people can't do that nowadays, you know. And and um, yeah, I'm, I'm so thankful for that. Proper. How did you act on that? Like, what was your when when you heard that? And you you know you said that was the start of it. Like, where did you go with that? I just got interested in it. The first thing it was the, the the first and most important thing is 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 being interested in it and really like loving it. You know, it's the same advice I give give to everyone when anyone who's in the arts. You know, is just really follow what feels sacred, follow what you love, and um, yeah, it just resonated so much. It was like it was just cutting deep, you know, and 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 um, and so. Really, the way I acted on it was just fucking hoarded loads of hip hop and decided mm. like I'm a fucking hip hop head now, mm. you know, yeah. and then followed that subculture for for the next, um, you know, was deep in it for the next fucking decade really. And yeah. anyone who knew me knew knew that, and was it was synonymous with me. So really, all it did was just make my life more enjoyable for ten years yeah, because yeah. I actually had stuff that I fucking loved, and like you know, I've always been enthusiastic about shit and like going head over heels into stuff and, you know, I'd like to think that that, that, that helped because that showed me that I love something, you know what I mean? And, 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 and um, yeah, it felt sacred, man. I feel sorry for people who don't get that moment when they don't have that moment with music or, you know, I mean, it could be anything creative really, but I've got mates who never really have really connected with music. You know, when someone says they like a bit of everything and there's, but like, if I say that, I mean it, but, I like a bit of everything, but I've listened to a lot. That's yeah. why I'm saying that. Yeah. Or you might just say, I like a bit of everything. What's that? Well, I like that chick off X Factor or whatever. Um, and I, I just think that moment for me was hip hop as well. And I just, I was just getting so much out of it as music. And when I, when people don't get that opportunity, when they don't find that thing with music, I'm like, oh man, I've got it for you. 
I mean, I'm being a bit of a bit of a snob there because I do think that if you like, I, I, there's been a couple of X Factor finals that I've watched where some of the singing on it has blown me away, and I've loved it. And if people have that and they have that experience, that's cool. As long as you get that vibe off something from music, you can. It's, it's easy to dish that kind of show, but if someone's got an incredible voice and they're generally singing a song that you know that. It, and, and that has been picked because that song is going to really work with their voice. It will connect with you. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And, yeah. and, and irrelevant of all the bravado and the yeah. bullshit that's involved yeah, it gets in. Yeah, A good song sung by a great show. voice, he's always yeah. going to cut, isn't it? Yeah, uh, I think, I think that, you know, it's important that, that we have every colour in the rainbow yeah. as such, you know, yeah. and everything is, is represented and, you know, you have real underground hip-hop and you have X-Factor and I think that's valid. That is the romantic view of looking at it, and that's the positive view of looking at it. Having what you know, having when we're talking about hip hop, that hip hop is represented. But in reality, it's not. You know, in music, it's something like that. But then you look at film, and you say, like, you know, the representation that we're seeing, the, the ethnic representation that you see on screen, and all that, and 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 you know, the stories that we have, the fact that you know. Almost every story you watch is about a noble white man yeah. trying to do some good and, 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 you know, not being able to do it. Um, and it's usually trivial good, you know what I mean? With yeah. La La Land, yeah, I just yeah, want yeah. to be a jazz singer. That's <laughs> so hard. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I thought that movie was yeah, great, yeah, by the way. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, and, and so it's not actually, we're not actually seeing things represented um, on an equal level. And the X Factor stuff, while I feel it as a place, I do feel it's over overpushed, and that there are many artists um, out there, and there's a lot of great art out there that's not not pushed as much as it. So it's not actually as um, uh, equal as it should be. So um, fuck X Factor. Yeah, fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> I always thought of an idea of setting up a record label called Equilibrium Records, and what it would be is it would be um, credible artists, whether or not they're on the underground scene or they've already made it, but you know they're half decent. Producing mass pop mainstream stuff that's going to just sell to fucking everyone, mm. and then taking that money and instead of using it to buy a boat, put it into financing other record labels and other artists who are just coming up who yeah. have got a real passion in it to try and redress that balance of the overrepresentation in something like X Factor and actually the, the, the artists out there who are always flat broke. You know, how many of you mates who are musicians got fucking to? Two pound coins to rub together yeah, a lot yeah. of the time, I don't do they? And some of them are shit art, and they're shit art their whole lives as well. well that's a very noble um, business model, and, mm. and you know, it's great. When you were saying it, I was thinking, if you said that, like I was thinking, you know, the conversations you have on like Stone Circle at Glastonbury at <laughs> seven in the morning, someone if someone comes out with that, everyone goes, oh my god, <laughs> such a good, let's do it, yeah, let's start it next week, man, fucking hell. <laughs> Sell my house, you know. Yeah, yeah. How much you need? Phone up the bank straight away. Hello, couple of joints, and you're just your mind's blown by that. You're like, that's got to be the smut. I think it's got. I, I, I don't like it, and I don't watch it, but I do think it it discourages kids from learning instruments and learning to produce, and I think it just. What, just to go down the vocal route? You reckon? The fast track. Yeah. Mm. You know, it's just that, that little shot of fast tracking, you know, mm. and and if you don't 
get the golden egg, you've tainted it, and you? You've tainted your career. You're always going to be that person. Even if you get the golden egg. And if you get the golden egg, you've got what, Some, best, Sometimes worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, sometimes uh, worse. Yeah. I, I agree, and I think when you now. talk about fast track, I think that's very relevant because, you know, when I've been sitting here talking about making sure that the art feels sacred and romantic mm. and that, you know, that people are looking on a fast track to celebrity and it becomes more about celebrity than it does about the and art. It, and it'll crumble, it'll cave in on itself. It's, yeah, it's yeah, like this, yeah. build, you're building your house on sand. That's right. You know yeah. what I mean? Before It'll look beautiful, you know what I mean? And mm. then it'll fucking fall apart. That's right. it's, it's, it's just the wrong thing and... and, and, and you know, celebrity is fine and, you know, it's, for some people it's fantastic and there is a demand for it. So, you know, people deserve a supplier in, in some ways you could say, but it's a corrosive thing to put out to the masses, you know, and I don't know if there's anything more, you know, mass than fucking X Factor. No. Yeah. It's everywhere. And so it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, be yeah. a celebrity, be an overnight success, Sing someone else's song, and um, you know you might get to sing with Cheryl Cole or fucking Kenny Rowland or something. It's like it's the best marketing strategy ever, isn't it? It's just Saturday night viewing. Yeah, there put in front of you. You know that 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 this person's like mum's died or something, and it's like. And you you start reinvesting them, you start to feel sorry for them, and you know mm. you want and, and you. That's why we hang out. And like exactly, yeah. I, you know, I always feel better when I'm around you. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, One uh, look and I feel great. You know what I mean? <laughs> Tell me a story. What happened to you today? <laughs> I feel better already. I'm going home. See you later. <laughs> you raised me up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, should we pick the next one? Then? Yeah, yeah, mate. So the next one is a song I think a lot of people probably haven't heard and it's by a group called Army of the Pharaohs which has got one of yeah. my favourite MCs um, full stop a guy called Vinnie Paz who was in Jedi Mind Tricks right. and this song is called um, Into the Arms of Angels and there's two verses in it and they're both fantastic but Vinnie Paz's verse at the end is just so poignant and he's a very again actually he has that DMX a two-pack voice is one of the few. and um, But he's always just talking about how we'll fucking shoot you and do some mad shit. Mm. And in this one, he talks about um, his brother who wouldn't help him out when when when, when they're in time, times of uh, need. And now he's like, you know, my other brother, I won't mention his fucking name because he ain't mm. worthy of my bitterness or fucking pain. And, and my favourite um, part of the end of it is it's so, it's, it's like really... It's kind of ludicrous and it's kind of funny, but he says, this is the hip-hop logic, he says, um, he's like, yeah, when I see you in the street, when I see you in the street, um, it's on. He goes, I'm going to beat you down and then hug you. Tell you that I love you. <laughs> <laughs> but for now, fuck you. <laughs> and it's like, that's hip-hop logic, man. That is such a warped view of masculinity. Yeah. And I do entirely, yeah. well, I don't entirely disagree, but I mostly disagree with that. But I just think it's fucking brilliant to... Um, to, you know, for him to, to be saying that. And even the guy in the first verse is saying, um, you know, I sold my NPC. I'm so pathetic. <laughs> you know, and it's yeah, like, yeah. to play the bills because I had no gas and no electric. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, wow. You know what I mean? This is what so many, you know, I was in the fucking underground hip-hop scene. People were fucking broke and they're selling their NPCs and feeling that strug struggle of, like, reality and whatnot. And, um, and it's it's... It's, it's, it's so, 
it's so powerful to to hear to hear people get deep like that, man. Proper. So the rapper's called Ah oh, Phase One. That's who the rapper is. Yeah. And I that's think got it was a, a loop, good. Isn't it? It's it got was a loop a... from Bruce songs being arranged. Just the way, that's the, just the way it is. Don't know. The piano line. Really? Is that right? That's just the way it is. Was that one? No, that's not. Is that? No, no, no. Things will never change. Things will never change. That's E40. That'll be the next one. You're not made, man. No, just say that was Tupac. You're talking about you. The callback to Tupac changes. Changes exactly. Oh, damn. Yeah, man. I think that what you said about Pazzy's verse and that that last beat about hugging and beating down is a perfect sort of like summary of like the the emotional fuck really yeah. and like it is sometimes like that that mis misplaced emotion but then everyone can relate to that right you don't always uh, as guys you testosterone and, and whatever doesn't always come out in the right way um, it's like a halfway house to sort of <laughs> realistic it's like the in real, uh, the unrealistic hip hop masculinity. And then how we should actually be handling yeah. things. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. I'm going to get mad emotional, but I'm going to stay dogged out while I do this. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And that's kind of the theme of this of this top five is like, is that kind of mm. juxtaposition, mm. really? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I'm never cry, but if you say anything, I'm going to shoot you. Yeah. <laughs> but my boy calls it emo thug. Emo I thug. I that's funny, but I thought it's a bit misleading because it makes it seem like they've got like painted nails. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Hair over yeah, their yeah. eyes and it's smoking a fan. Cut their goths in um, South Park, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> that's like Winnie Paz and Tupac sitting around going, oh, fuck that. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's like, yeah, he says he's talking about his brother and he says, um, my other brother, I won't mention his fucking name because he ain't worthy of my bitterness or fucking pain. Me and my mother, all we needed was some love. But my brother, all he needed was his drugs. And it's like, it's just too... Yeah, even the last line, man. I'm so fucking mad that I got a slug for ya. But mummy raised me better, I got love for ya. No, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like yeah. this classic hip-hop, hip-hop um, walked view, man. But it's fucking beautiful, man. It's such a great song. So how do you, uh, what are your listening habits when you listen? How do, how do you do it? You headphones, you know, you, you turned up tonight on your motorbike. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm always on my headphones on the bike, yeah. loud enough so that I can obviously hear traffic and whatnot, but um, always, always, usually podcasts yeah. um, mm. on the bike. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, for me, headphones are the sort of classic way that I've always yeah. listened to stuff. Back in the day, like I say, the Walkman, that was my time, you know, that was some poignant shit, just walking from my house to the bus stop. Yeah, for sure. minutes in the morning, and yeah. I'd get on the bus and talk with everyone, and, you know, whatever, and I'd get off, I'd put it back on. And mm. then I'd come up to my room, and, you know, I'd, I'd listen to music really loud, and my vinyl, I'm a vinyl freak. Still? Yeah, proper. And um, still got my 1210s from fucking when I was 16, man. Sorry. Old school. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Never shot in them. And, um, I'm glad I've never got rid of mine either. Yeah. I've got uh, 1200s. They yeah. stopped me spending a lot of money on drugs and partying. So, <laughs> like at uni, I was fucking going through money like no one's business. Proper. And I was like, I've got to get, I've got to get a set of decks, otherwise I'm going to have nothing to show for. <laughs> Between comics and vinyl, yeah. I'm fucked. I spend <laughs> so much money. It's like, I literally have, like, you know, people say, like, yeah, they have like a £300 a month coke addiction. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, I have that, but for like legitimate, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. legitimate art. But like, yeah, I call yeah, it legitimate yeah, art. Yeah, yeah. You see, for superheroes running around beating people up with silly powers, <laughs> or his fucking thugs talking about some fucked up shit. So I don't know how much my mum agrees it's legitimate <laughs> stuff. But um, yeah, I mean, at the moment, really, I'm 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 Spotify and vinyl. You know, I know that Spotify is not um, 
as helpful as it should be to people in the industry. Mm. But um, I find it such a wonderful way of, 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 of a platform for listening and um, yeah. and everything I like I buy on vinyl, especially like albums on vinyl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I can't always be bothered to sit there and mixing it up and that. Mm. So I put them on long play and, you know, there was a Jess lyric where he says, uh, I love the crackle of the old vinyl. And it's like, I always remember mm. that. I really, <laughs> really, um, it's really special to me. Like Again, whenever any city I go to, I find the comic book shop, I find the vinyl shop, you know, and that's like, I walk in, I smell, and I'm like, oh, they both smell like, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I yeah, 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 fresh yeah. paper and a fresh vinyl <laughs> and whatnot, it's, 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 it's fucking great, man. But I've always, always got music. When I'm in the trailer, like, getting ready to go out, I'm always listening to music. Um, always after a week or so, I have to say to the people and person in the trailer next door, anything, am I getting on your nerves? If, if I'm playing it too loud and you want to sleep, let me know because I'll be in there playing Task Force and fucking Skinny Man like, yeah. at, at like five in the morning in the middle of fucking Austin, Texas or yeah. like Cape Town <laughs> or some shit you know what I mean yeah and um do you use it to sort of get yourself in a certain different ones to get yourself in di- to different mindsets or? I've always done that and I've always had playlists and I've still got them on my Spotify a playlist for every character you know whether it's one character it's a lot of F- Philip Glass and all that stuff and um, Miles Davis and stuff and then you know other characters uh, you know um, Ajax and Deadpool's Gregory Porter and there's like there's all these there's always these different characters I listen to but I've started to kind of move slightly more away from that now and realise that actually once I get on set it's almost like a fighter who's going who's you've been at training camp already this is leading up to my next question good um, and you're tapping, you're tapping the pads and stuff, but or you're lying down having a kip back, back in the back room. But really, you're just keeping warm or just yeah. doing what makes mm. you happy because you're either good enough or you're not good enough. Yeah. So I kind of think it's now I focus a lot of priority on being relaxed and being comfortable. And when I'm relaxed and comfortable, I'm listening to Task Force and fucking BMX and stuff. So um, you know. I do nowadays. I kind of just like to just plot and 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 listen to just anything or fucking podcast, man. I fucking love podcasts and I love them um, in um, in the trailer as well. You know, can whereas sometimes I, I think I used to want to stay in the zone to be yeah. my Philip Glass or all this other yeah. stuff, but actually I want to come out of the zone. I want to come into my room and listen to fucking James Richard talking. To, Richardson talking about, you know, the Premier League, or I want to talk, listen to Pip, or, you know, mm. you guys are Rogan, Duncan Trussell, I want to hear people talking about, you know, I want to get get back into my normal life, and then I go back out, and, okay, I'm refreshed now, boom, I've got it, you know what I mean, I've been in training, I know, I know what I'm doing, my body. So you're, so you're walking out to the ring for a fire, what's your walkout, Oh, what a great question. <laughs> I always think that. Yeah. I always, uh, always think that when I'm, uh, when I'm watching them. What was the... There were some shit ones on fucking in the boxing. We had. Um, I mean, do you know what? I didn't see it, so I didn't see any. I didn't there were some it. fucking t- on, on Saturday. I can't even remember who. who, who um, boxing who or MMA? No, the boxing. It must boxing have been a great fight. Crawler won it. Uh, Anthony Crawler. Uh, it was Crawler won it, and Katie Taylor boxed. Don't know, mate. Uh, no, that was a week before. Katie Taylor was so good. Man, I love her. You know, she's a superstar. She is. I fuck it. If I if I could pick one fighter to to fight with that style I've said to my mate I was like I want to fight I want to look like Katie Taylor when I box yeah. she's fucking beautiful Yeah, the way she twists out the body shots the hooks are fucking 
poetry and motion. Yeah. She she is fucking special. Yeah. She's probably my favourite boxer at the moment, actually. I really fucking like her. I think Nicola Adams has got a professional debut pretty soon as well. Oh, yeah. not last weekend. I might be wrong. Uh, that's that's coming up well soon. Yeah, that'd be great. I don't know what my walkout tune would be. I mean, I'd like, I actually think, you know, you, like Rough Riders Anthem. Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah, do you know yeah. what I mean? You come out to that, like, mm, 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 yeah. stop, drop, <laughs> shut them down. Oh, you know what I mean? You know what pisses me off while we're on a tangent, though? It's all these cunts throwing fucking pints of beer over the fighters when they're walking in. What's that all about? It's so disrespectful. And it's like, yeah. you come to the fucking venue. Because you love boxing. Yeah. I hope. It's, I think yeah. it's, it's come an amazing. Like, you know, what? this live music thing when you see, like, you started seeing it where everyone's shut. I've been at a few, watching a few gigs, and in the mosh pit now, instead of people getting a bit heavy with each other, which I don't mind, like, when in, in certain circumstances, yeah. when I used to go, like, watch fucking metal or whatever. But now they just throw, like, they literally got a pint and they just throw it up in the air, and it's like, Right, if, if a drink goes somewhere because everyone is, is getting live over, that's cool. That doesn't matter. No one's going to worry about it. But actually just almost literally buying a pint to throw it just seems yeah. like the most dumb thing it ever. It is the dumbest fucking thing yeah. ever. That's not real. That's not real. That's not like that's not action, is it? It's not like that's actually just genuinely happened because you, you're getting too excited. No. It's like, oh, man, over a fight. Why didn't they just go, can I have a pint of water? And then it would have been like refreshing. Yeah. I sound, <laughs> we sound proper old, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> trying to put some logic to it, be refreshing. It wouldn't stay in your clothes. It wouldn't smell. I read once that um, Eubank, I think when he fought Ben, Eubank Senior, when he fought Ben the second time, he was getting all threats um, about his ring walk. Right. Uh, and if you watch, apparently, I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure this is this is very much the case. He said Eubank used to walk out of a white towel, mm. uh, and uh, he said, and if you watch with the second fight, when Ronnie Davis, his trainer, gets to the side of the ring to take the towel off. You see him cleverly take it off because he had a stab vest on because he thought he, he was got legitimate threats really? and he was going to get Imagine it. Imagine that. that you don't and you've got Nigel Benny now waiting to it. Do you know what I mean? That's the least of your worries. Weird that you've got to split, your, split up, your, your brain over two things. You want to be completely in the fucking zone. Of course. My, my, my thing with like coming out to something like DMX or that, I think I could get I was getting so pumped up by music. Yeah. I think I could get knackered before I get in the fucking... Yeah. I could end up just being fucking <laughs> rapping or singing a song. Peaks on the way in. And I always think that as well. Like I could get so into it and then by the time I get in the ring... And I'd be like in there, I'd be in there for murder and then i get in that ring... Gassed. And then ga- gassed or, or, you know, I'd you know, take... I'd get caught, get caught out. In the first round. I've seen it happen as well with people getting overly pumped up you on should. their walkout tune yeah. and then they just get sparked. You saw it with Hay and Baloo, I mean... Is a unique, <laughs> a unique substance in yeah. itself. You know, um, less said about it, the better, probably. <laughs> but um, you know, he come in with his screw face, hey, and all of that. And Baloo, Baloo the Bear, was in the <laughs> ring giving it just like dance and relaxed. Yeah, because yeah. and he said afterwards, he goes, well, "I just like that song, and I wanted to stay relaxed, so I, so yeah. I did it." And the more you, the more I see of of anything. Especially combat and, and high pressure situations, being relaxed is everything. Yeah, you don't need to work yourself no, up at all. This look shit, at um, look at we are going massively off the. Let, let, let's just talk for the next four hours. Um, <laughs> McGregor versus Aldo. Look how fucking twisted up Aldo was in his yeah, head yeah, when he yeah. stepped in that room. He was not in the right place no, for that. No. He was beat. You can even you can see it in people's eyes sometimes as well. It was uh, it was sort of angry, scared. 
he, he weren't in the zone, oh. man, and he just got licked immediately. And yeah. you're right, like being able to maintain without anything in life, maintain being able to maintain a consistent yeah. frame of mind yeah. is really is really useful. Well, I remember hearing um, it was on Rogan's podcast actually. You had Rory McDonald on now. It was on Pip's podcast mm. a couple of weeks ago, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and and Rory said that um, Rogan said to him like, "Why why did you come out?" So I think it was like MC Hammer, um, and and he was just like, "Oh yeah, well." Uh, he lost his phone, and someone had it, and he got a new phone. But like whoever it was that deals with walkout music at UFC, texted it and said, "What are you coming out to?" And whoever had the phone just put MC Hammer. You can't touch this. <laughs> and for about three fights, Rory walks out to that, and he was just like, "I wonder why," but he wasn't that bothered. And like, I just went, "How good is that?" So I just thought, "Yeah, we'll have that." Let me just roll with it. He come out to uh, MCM for three of his fights. Coming out to fight Robbie Lawler. He could have naffed him up a bit more than that. He could have had him up more than MC Hammer. (laughs) Yeah, it's a tune. Yeah, I mean the defeat's great. Kiss from a rose. Seal. Do you know I've got beef for that song? I fucking love it. I love it. Should we go on to the next one? Yeah, I think the next one is is a very obvious one. It's probably one of the first like real soppy. Songs that hit home, and it's a Ghostface Killer. All that I mm. got is you. I think, it's nice. yeah, it's a beautiful fucking song, and he's, you know, it's no, it's it's not unusual for hip hop artists to talk about poverty and to talk about the struggles and reflections of reality, but he's talking about um, we didn't like to sleep with John. John, he wet the bed. Yeah. You know what I mean, and all this shit it's like supreme levels of poverty, isn't it? Yeah, like mm. cockroaches in the fucking. Cereal box, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, and and and, but then even just like hearing him talking about watching Saturday cartoons and all this, you know, it was such a heartfelt song, and the delivery was so sensitive, and you know, the beat as Ghostface does a lot, he 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 has a lot of, you know, riffs and licks without putting the drum loop on it, and it was so sensitive and just beautiful, and and, and the sample at the beginning. You know, I don't yeah. know where that sample's from. Yeah. No, I don't actually. No, no. never looked, never looked it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, uh, it's cool. It's um, I'm trying to now think where that must be from. I bet we've seen the movie. That's 100%. the thing, though. Do you know what I mean? Like, we would have, we would have watched it. We would have watched it. What um, they do, blood? <laughs> you know, it's yeah. Like, they must be looking for. Yeah, yeah. It's such a fucking. It? It's such a, such a deep song, man, and and. You know, again, when we talk about variation, you know, you've got to have that. You know, it's part of it. You know, and you, you, like we say, your friends will, your friends will have their deep conversations with you, but they'll also crack fucking joke, and they'll also rib you, and they'll also laugh, mm. you'll also fight. And you know, the arts should represent that. Yeah. And artists should represent that. And you know, that's the same thing. You know, with my choices and my films, I'm trying to fucking do as much as I can in terms of, you know, try to play with different emotions and play with different characters. Not so I don't get pigeonholed or so mm. I can be something for someone else. But I, none of this is for anyone else. It's all for me. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, it's it's just interesting. Like, real, honest human emotion is always interesting. And, and, and so hearing Ghostface talk like this, you know, it's just amazing. Especially Sweet. when this is the geezer that has got a ring, which is an eagle. Mm. Have you seen that? His <laughs> yeah. rings? Yeah, no. man. I know he's got the pointy ones and, the, and yeah. the eagle on his wrist, actually. 
you know, actually 50 said it in that, the art of getting robbed. So he's like, oh, mate, I robbed Ghostface and ready for them <laughs> funny-ass rings. I haven't heard that tune in a while, man. That was a yeah. wicked, that is, that's one of my favourite 50 tunes, well, top actually. five diss tunes, that yeah. would have been a fuck. Yeah. He's, a, he's a smart dude, though, Philly, isn't he, for that, like, yeah. for, for fucking writing that, because he was sort of like, as sort of early in his career and yeah. and rubbed up a lot of people up the wrong way he as well. Did it, he did it amazingly. Yeah, yeah it, was it was really well impeccable. articulated. Yeah, it was. It was fucking great. Man. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah. Um, but what you were saying about uh, Ghostface Killer, I remember um, watching him, uh, he was playing, it was after, really, the Wu thing had blown up and they got together for another uh, thing and um, he came out on stage and he had so many gold chains around his neck honestly like white beyond Mr T levels of gold yeah. he was wearing it and I was like what fucking oh my god why is he doing that but actually when you sort of know where he's come from man mm. it's like yeah well we can do whatever the fuck he wants yeah. <laughs> he's, he, he's celebrating that he's he, he's made it and he, he made it well he's a very well respected rapper yeah. he's um, and this is the guy who upon us chatting me going back and listening to things, he then became my number one yeah. because, as a storyteller, he's really good. He's he's pucker man. Even yeah. he, the, the end of this track isn't even him. It's a geezer called Pap, Papa Wu. Papa Wu, man, fucking yeah. hell. And the, the line he says there really makes a lot of sense to me. Like even with like how, what Ghostface is about. Even wearing all that gold and and what he used to be. And, and he says, uh, see, because if you forget where you come from, you're never going to make it where you're going. Because you lost the reality yourself. And I love the idea of people who lose the reality of themselves. And we see it all the time, don't mm-hmm. we? And if you don't know the hardships or you don't know what your own background is, again, it's like you're building a, you're building a, a house on, on sand, basically. So I love it, man. And I think that's... And, and, and he does that a lot. He's written a fair few tunes that are very heartfelt, um, that reflect you know, his background, even like mm-hmm. getting... What is the um, love? Don't live here anymore. He's basically, mm. a, you know, a girl not wanting to be with him. How many times do rappers say yeah. that girls ain't interested? How many times do you get that? And he's like, "Oh, I came back, man, and she's with another man, and she don't yeah. want to be with me." It's like, oh, God, I feel sorry for him. I'm like, "You're you're fucking Iron Man. You're Tony Stark. You shouldn't be having that trouble." Yeah. Really good. Yeah. There's, there's another lyric he has, which is so unique, where he talks about meeting a pregnant woman and actually that pregnant woman is played or rapped by Estelle UK legend right yeah yeah. and he, and he says like um, he starts chatting her up she says yeah like, I'm pregnant and all that and he's just like alright well I just want to tell you like you're stunning you're beautiful and like do you want some food like, I'll just give you some food man like no nothing. And, that, and that's the verse yeah and it's so wonderful to yeah, hear that yeah, you know yeah, what I mean yeah, yeah. And, and um yeah he, he's fucking brilliant and that that outro really is actually funny because it is deep, as you say, but we used to parody it back in the day. Really, really. Me and my boys would be like, the sun and the moon and the stars. <laughs> <laughs> and that don't exist, man. And we still, like, my boy yeah, is yeah. fucking in India at the moment. We'll, like, have a yeah. FaceTime and that and we'll be like, it's all in the stars. And bon-. You know what I mean? We'll take a piss because it is like, it sounds like some wishy-washy fucking yeah, it does. shit. Yeah, totally. um, and And, yeah, I think when we, you're, we were 17 and listening to that, it did hit home because it was deep, but it was also funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what do you visualise though? Like, when you say the line with Estelle, and like, mm. when you hear it, what are you seeing? Are you seeing them? Or are you seeing, you know, what, what are you seeing? Oh, you're yeah, I'm seeing it, I'm, I'm seeing it like a, like as if it was a music video or a film yeah. or something. Yeah. That's the wonderful thing I think about hip hop is, is, 
it's so literate that it, it does paint these pictures. Yeah, yeah. You know, all the best people do paint those pictures, especially Ghostface. Yeah. You know, so descriptive with what he's talking yeah. about. And, um, yeah, I think it is visual for me. Is it the same for you? Yeah, I think so. I've always, like, moved towards songs rather than it, it, like being particularly psychedelic and being out there where it's, I have no idea what the fuck they're going on about. Mm-hmm. I quite like pretty straightforward descriptive songs where I can picture it. Yeah. And, like, and I just like that. I don't know why. It's just it's one of them things where it just opens up another kind of, do you know what I mean? Like, so is that, is that why, do, do you think maybe that's why these five songs, you know, the, all this subgenre as such resonates because all of them do paint an exact yeah, yeah, picture yeah. of, a, you know, like a film, like a scene yeah. or whatever. I think that's, I think that's really key. And, and I think it is a, a, another kind of element to what you can get out of music. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, what, what you sort of see. Mm. Like, you know, I don't know. Do you, dig, do you ever dig people like The Doors then? Because they, they were quite abstract, really. With what I love The Doors, but, but musically, mm. I, I, like when I hear it, I, I love it. I think they're great, mm. but I don't see anything. If you mm. Have you ever heard... Um... I did, that's quite interesting, that, because I don't suppose when I listen to The Doors that I am really pic- so much picturing what he's singing about, yeah. to be honest with you. But to me, if you heard Up the Junction by Squeeze, I never oh. thought it would happen with me and the girl right. from Clapham. Like, and... There's no chorus, and it's just lyrically, it's just fucking incredible. Yeah. And it's I've got a job with Stanley. He said I'd come in handy, and he said like, <laughs> and 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 basically he's talking about he meets a girl, he gets her pregnant, and then he can't deal with it, so she leaves him, and he's up a junction, and uh, and it's just three minutes. It's a heartbreaker. Yeah. And I can shut my eyes when I hear it and just see it as a as a. As a video, even though the, the video to it is just the band in a room, but you can see it, you can picture it, and it's like, and I, and I like that, it's vivid. Mm. And like, I think that appeals to the young mind as well, you know, mm. when you're only in your social demographic, you never, might have never got on an aeroplane, you, you know, you just, mm. all you yeah. know is your fucking school and your class, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Your, you know, your, your area, and um, yeah, I remember that hearing, hearing stuff, even like California Love or something yeah. like that, just being like, whoa, what? Yeah. It's like Wizard of Oz or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Amazing, yeah, proper. proper. I, I, I've got that with, I think with, with hip-hop, like, you know, as I've said, being older than you, it's like, I've kind of caught 86 onwards, really, and mm. DMC and Cool J and Beastie Boys, like, um, and, and, and that was all happening, Big Daddy Kane, and then Dinner So happened, and it was just like, I'm in a bottle that. Mm. They were like they're not they're not badasses. Mm. They're like they're they're psychedelic, mm. you know. Right, and that was and, and that was different. And then Latifah and you know Q Tip and Tribe, yeah, like yeah. It, it it all changed for a you know. Yeah, and yeah. that for me at my age, that dropped the same time as Hacienda, the Stone Roses, Happy yeah. Mondays, yeah. the Second Summer of Love. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And Dayla fitted in perfectly with that, and that whole. Daisy Age rap thing yeah, was, yeah. Was, was, was brilliant. Uh, I, I think that's why people like Talib Kweli and Common and those absolutely. guys, they, they would resonate so much because it was kind of like, oh, actually, they kind of do share the same morals and, 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 and political opinions and, mm. and everything as me. And actually, I am a bit bored of listening to people just chat complete fucking shit, mm. even though it sounds great. Mm. And sometimes I fucking love it. Like, yeah. It is a little bit wearing, you know what I mean? 
Yeah, there's only so many times I can listen to Back the Fuck Up. Did you ever listen to Onyx? Did you? That was one of my oh, first. I fucking ever. loved Onyx. Prefer, I mean, like. Uh, Shut them down remix oh. with DMX. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck off. What was the Onyx track on the Judgment yes, Night soundtrack? Um, oh, well, now you're asking. That was a fucking <laughs> good. That was a good soundtrack, that mate. But you've, you've. I'd had a guess to say that the word "gun" might be in the title. More than likely, you know, because oh, yeah. they were teaming up when it? it was all hip hop acts with it was like Cypress Hill with Sonic Youth and all, all shit like that when it on Judgment Night yeah would Sticky Fingers squeeze himself into the rapper actor's category <laughs> he hasn't really <laughs> done anything <laughs> classic has he you see him in the Does night off did you notice him in there I haven't seen it mate oh well okay yeah fucking Pip keeps saying yeah. see, yeah, so see look out for him look out for Tretch from Naughty by Nature no. obviously Riz MCs as well yeah. um, there's a lot of rappers in it I think, yeah, there's a couple more I couldn't remember, but yeah. Uh, Bashy. Is it? UK Garage MC, or Grime MC, whatever the fuck. Um, yeah, he's in it as well. Yeah, he's Fucking rappers, hell. Man. I've got to watch that now. That yeah, might you be, watch it. That might have, that might have uh, turned the point mm. of it being in my, like, you know, in my to-watch to uh, like, watch it in the next few for days. For me, my to-watch thing, um, if something's one season, I'm fuck. I'm like, all right, I'll watch it. Because you can get it done. Yeah, don't you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Bollocks, man. Fuck off. <laughs> no big investment, is it? No, no, season? no. I'll wait until I'm like, mate, one day I'll be in hospital. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'll watch it. You'll be old. Or if I'm away, like I remember when I went to um, South Africa to shoot something and I was like, I'm going to lose my fucking mind. Oh, I'm going to download seven series of Sopranos, you know what I mean? <sighs> Great one, just do that, yeah, yeah. Fucking brilliant. Did you, had you watch Game of Thrones before you've been on it? How much of that had you seen? No, I'd never seen it. I'd never seen it before. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I don't really, it's not really, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it was never on my radar. Yeah, yeah. Not yeah. really on my radar now. Oh, mate, do you know what? When I, when you were in that, I, um, I remember the, the season after that I was watching because I fucking liked your character mm. and I couldn't. I weren't quite catching on that you changed. And I was like, why the fuck? Why is he? Why ain't he there? Because um, I've just thought your fucking character, like how you portrayed it, was really good. Ed. Um, yeah, man. So I was gutted when you weren't on that. I was like, where the fuck is he? And uh, it's funny because yeah, it was that. And uh, what else did I, I, I find found you re- like as a really memorable character that I didn't realise was you? You know, when there's someone who's an who's an actor and they've been in things. For example, Samuel Jackson was in Jurassic Park. Yeah, I forgot that. What? Exactly, right? He's in Jurassic Park and he's in it and he's not just one line, he's got a fair few lines in it. He's, he's a Does he get eaten by a donut? He has the most memorable, he has the second most sort of memorable death in it. Not, no, but he, he didn't have the porter cabin. That's the best. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he didn't have that. He weren't the scum sucking liar. But uh, yeah, um, he's in that and it was a bit like with you. Um, and when I look back at uh, look back um, after Deadpool, I was like, "Fuck, man!" Because you were in your manners and your mm. character there, I fucking really liked your character mm. in that. But I didn't realise, you know, when you when you first see a face, you don't remember it sometimes. Yeah, so that and Game of Thrones, mate. When I go back, I was like, "Mate, they were two fucking, they were two really good roles, man." Yeah, man. Got to give you props bro. for them. Well, Ill Manners was my first fucking movie. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, nice. First, first thing ever. So, um, how'd that come about? It just come about because Ben drew um, Plan B is like my best mate and um, you know one of them and um, yeah he he just always believed in me and thought I could do it for some weird reason and um, well he's he's been proven right mate <laughs> you know yeah, well yeah I must say, yeah I mean pretty much, I've got him to thank for it I always get soppy with him and I'm like bro man 
Honestly, man, thank you so much. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, um, yeah, that was just like, yeah, that was the first one. You know, someone said to me the other day, like, what is your favourite role? What are you most proud of? And I was like, probably your manners, man. You know, we made it for 150 grand. I made it with my mates. You know, got paid fuck all. You know, less than minimum wage, you work it out. And it, yeah, was, yeah. But it was fucking, it was so special. It meant so much. And, you know, you talk about things being personal and poignant and that. And that was fucking, that meant the world to us, you know. I don't know how many, I hope I get another movie that means that much to me. That yeah. The subject matter means that much to me. You know, obviously Deadpool meant the world to me because I'm a comic book fan. Mm. And because it's obviously high profile and, and all of that. But nothing really means more than your boys and your area and the stories of, you know, if the streets could talk, the ghosts, the yeah. stories that they would tell, you know, to tell those stories is, is, is a responsibility. I found much more than, like, living up to the Marvel Universe or yeah. anything like that, you know yeah. what I mean? So, yeah, all managed means a lot, man. Yeah, it's, it's good. Yeah, yeah it, it did. It was, di- it was did Plan B direct it as it well. Did, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, so, because so, I've, it's, it's, it's a while now. Did he write it as well? Or did he, he just wrote got, it? Yeah. He wrote the theme to it. Yeah. Song the theme <laughs> tune's yeah. a banger. I fucking love his, love his style. Well, actually, he did um, an album for it, didn't he? So, he literally yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I played that. I used to play that in our clubs a lot. Um, yeah. Just see loads of rich white people going, Oi! Yeah. <laughs> you little rich boy! What you talking about? <laughs> Get out of here! You know what I mean? It's like it's so funny, and no. it was such a weird social thing. But yeah. it ti- it was exactly the same time as the riots. Yeah, yeah. So it was an interesting time, and it was an important time, and 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 yeah, it was a it was it was pretty deep, man. No one says bloody like Plan B does on that record. Every time yeah. it says bloody, I'm like, that's <laughs> fucking brilliant, mate. <laughs> so Ill, Ill Manners soundtrack aside, yeah, favorite soundtrack. Well. The first, the first answer I say is just Greece because I fucking love Greece. <laughs> Do you know what? Right, I love Frankie Valley, right, and I think the horns mm-hmm. at the beginning of Greece. Fucking hell, man! <laughs> That's how you start a record. It is how you start. Like it is fucking incredible. But you finish it with. That's how you finish a record, bro. Yeah, mate. But I'll tell you what, right? I mean, like most people. You see that when you're a kid, and you just it's, and it's it's great. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah, a, it's, a, it's, film, yeah, I love it's it, an insanely good film. Oh, film yeah, in right. it. It's like when people say, "Danny," <laughs> <laughs> when people say about like heartbreaking songs, right? And I will be all nerdy and go, "Well, you know, I think like Leonard Cohen wrote this, Nick Cave yeah, wrote that, yeah, and it's yeah. like Dude. Olivia Newton-John doing obviously devoted to you, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That fucking vocal on that yeah, is yeah. fucking great. Yeah, that is a but, we all start yeah. as well, like when you start listening to music, it's always gateways, isn't it? The first, yeah. probably the first rap record. Oh, I, can, I can remember Jump by Criss Cross yeah. and discussing that on the way to go Where through with one of my mates. to primary school and exactly. the teacher said, put your trousers on the way. <laughs> and, like, and then like things like Vanilla Rice and stuff like that. So you, you're sort of like, yeah, okay. Now I look back, I'm like, well, Vanilla Rice isn't obviously the best rapper I'm having to yeah. say but that was a gateway into then getting yeah, into Cypress so I, I, I can only I can only have love for the things that got me into that yeah. do you know what I mean we I can't really see that like that mate I was quite lucky because my introduction that's why I was so gay and we spoke mm. about this when MCA died yeah. it was like in 1985 I think it was 86 like Licence to Will come out and me and I, 
everyone just went Beastie Boys mad because they were bad boys, you know what I mean? And we was all out robbing Volkswagen signs and wearing yeah, their necks, yeah, yeah. and it was like people with Volkswagen were pissed. Oh, you can imagine, <laughs> can't you? And like, but the thing was, it was like you wanted a Skoda that year, <laughs> <laughs> the only year. You know what I mean? My mate's mum had a Skoda at that point, like brand new one, and it was it was a really nice car. Uh, but we used to cycle round to his house in the morning on the way to school, and we'd wait at his, and then he'd have his breakfast, then we'd cycle to school. And we lived a long way from our school, and it'd be pissing down with rain, and his mum would be like, do you want me to drop your school, boys? And I'd be like, yeah, it's cool. And he was like, nah. <laughs> and he would not go through the school run in a Skoda, and it was like, man, we had like half hour in the rain all the way up there, and he wouldn't get in a Skoda. They look like nice motors now. The new, the new yeah, I've seen a couple and be like, what the fuck is turn that shit around? Skoda. Yeah, man, no, they turned it turns around. around. The other soundtrack, again, which is not that cool, um, that I really loved, that a lot of people didn't love, was um, the Sweeney Todd soundtrack. Right. I okay. thought it was fucking brilliant. Even hearing um, Johnny Depp do the Bowie, there's yeah. no place <laughs> like London. <laughs> you know, it's all over the shop. But, yeah, that was. but it was fucking, it's about as good as this. <laughs> but it was um, I thought it was great and I really enjoyed the movie so I I, um, I find myself listening to that soundtrack a lot man yeah. Craig, Craig's got a story about that movie he did, he went to see that with a girl and uh, I literally saw none of that fucking film and we like she was an English teacher and we were right down the front and you we, weren't a pupil, we were behaving <laughs> and we were behaving like we were at the back man and there was just no attention paid to that movie so when you said the soundtrack I am fucking searching my yeah. brain for, <laughs> for hearing anything but I was like, track three I was on second base <laughs> Sweeney Todd yeah I remember that song fuck I can smell it now <laughs> <laughs> it's funny shit but I thought it was a wicked movie man yeah. like, I've, I generally haven't met that many people that, that really enjoyed it people always like yeah Burton's great but that was shit but like I thought I was wondering why yeah I really like the way that they that they Paint, the way they painted London and the CGI and Helena Bonham Carter was so fucking good in it. Mm. You know? Yeah. She don't have many dud roles, does she? She's, she's in, fuck, she's in probably yeah. my, probably, got to be in my top five favourite movies is probably Fight Club. Mm-hmm. And I think that was probably the first time I saw her. And yeah, she's been pretty solid. Yeah, she has. Yeah. Married to Tim Burton, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. That's mm. like when uh, Ricky Gervais was doing, what was it, Extras? Was it Extras? No, was it, it was, uh, what was the one he was doing? Um, last too short. Last too short, and he's just ripping Johnny Depp. Yeah. And Johnny Depp's saying, "I've got a new movie, and it's with uh, Tim Burton." And he's like, "He's a uh, Helen Bonacar." Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. How do you know? He's like, oh, just a guess. <laughs> cool. Yeah. How many have we got left? About, I think two. I think two. I think two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. We'll look, we've done Vinnie Paz. We've done Ghostface. Ghostface we've done DMX. DMX. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Boom. That's the end of part one with Ed. I didn't know you... You've been fanning around with that recording thing yeah. and for about 20 minutes in between every one we've done and now you've just gone boom and recording out the blue. And yeah, now, now I've got, right, I'm Keep you even, on your toes, don't I, mate? This is a well-rehearsed machine, Chris. Mm-hmm. I can't just think on my toes <laughs> and come up with something. Uh, um, <laughs> well, look, that was, that was part one of um, the uh, the podcast with Ed Scrine. Um, and what a dude. Yep. And uh, I, I, I know you have enjoyed that because it was 
It's fucking fun. We it? want to hear your top fives already. Obviously, part two will be coming out uh, very shortly. But hashtag Thug Tears, I think we ended up. Thug Tears. Uh, yeah, Thug nice. Tears. Nice. For your uh, suggestions, for your favourite yeah. emotional, um, thugged out hip hop tunes. Yeah. So, yeah, let's, let's hear them and um, stay tuned. We'll be dropping in the, the next episode uh, very soon. Just a last <laughs> shout out to um, our man 76. Thank you for producing this. Yes. Boy. Uh, subscribe and then the part two will just pop up. All right. Peace. Chris and Stu present our core listing, the podcast. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.